Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing for the singing of our national anthem. Said Britain is just a small island that no one pays attention to. A former colony won the right to determine its own destiny. Hello and welcome to Mid-Atlantic, the show where we look at the news and the views from one side of the Atlantic from the perspective of the other. My name is Royfield Brown and I'm ably assisted by my two brothers from another mother. Over in Dublin we have... Mid-Atlantic, political and cultural chit-chat from across the pond. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher and all other good podcatchers today. This show is sponsored by John Burns, who'd like to highlight the work of Virgin Unite the independent charitable arm of the Virgin Group. The primary aims of the foundation are to make sustainable change through economic development towards tough social and environmental issues. These include addressing the issue of delivering healthcare to rural parts of Africa. If you'd like to find out more, visit virginunite.com. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Lucy. You you were hanging out with stars yesterday. I was loving it up like you would not believe. So, uh, what happened? Um, it was good. Yeah, it was a very good evening. Mm-hmm. Julian Reintart and Stephen Mangan were sitting in front of me. And oh, you fancy that Mangan geezer, don't you? I do. I just stared at the back of his head in bliss, bliss for hours. And uh, Julian Reintuck was up against Ian McKellen for best actor in a radio drama. And something went wrong with the VT. And halfway through someone else's acceptance speech, we suddenly flipped to Ian McKellen giving his acceptance speech for an award he hadn't been given yet. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone cracked up laughing because it was really obvious that poor Julian Reintuck had sat there for an hour and a half listening to other people getting awards in the hope that he was getting one. And then he suddenly realised he wasn't. It was all over, you know. So when they did announce it, there was they all, the actors sort of pretended to be deeply surprised that it was Ian McKellen. And Julian Rand t- stood up as if he was going to accept it. It was very good. Uh, yes, very, very I good. I tell you what, there wasn't that level of amateurism at the Dumbledore Awards, was there? There was not. 
There was not, mm-hmm. uh, apart from possibly the live streaming of the sticky tape. But apart from that... And not having the awards on stage. And the, not having the script numbered. And, uh, yeah, but apart yeah. from that... Apart lawless. from that, we could teach them a thing or two, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And on that, that, that note, Freeman... I think we should get on with this dumpty dum thing. Okay. Because we've got calls aplenty. We have got millions this week. Mm. And I've got things I need to get off my chest. Ooh. Mm. Implants. I tell you, (laughs) right. Uh, Talking about implants, though. Oh, God. I see. The second I say it and you say, oh, I think, oh, no, he's got an implant story. (laughs) That's another thing I'm going to tell Well, it's uh, less a story about implants per se, but about the things that we take for granted being British. Right. Right. So... Um, a very lovely dum dum listener who has told me not to mention her name. Um, she uh, invited me round for dinner uh, to right. meet her and her husband and some friends on Saturday. And as, America, as middle-class Americans do, conversation drifted to um, healthcare. Yeah. And one of them turned to me and said, do you have computerized medical records in the UK? Now, I thought this gentleman was taking the piss somewhat, but it was a genuine question, right? And I said, well, I presume so, but I just go to the GP or the hospital, they patch me up and send me on my way. And, and says, they give you the cream and say, not again, we've told you. <laughs> and he says, well, what about all the paperwork? I went, well, like, we're all like in the computer and it's all fine. And the whole table went silent. And I ended up having a half an hour conversation, which should have been uh, accompanied by Elgar or something, when you realise just how vastly superior and how fair our system is. And they were talking about double set single payers and your partner this and your XY90. And I says, well, I don't know. If I get run over tomorrow... They'll scoop me up, put me in an ambulance, take me to the hospital. If it takes 12 months, 12 years for rehabilitation, then that's what it takes. And they'll kick yeah. me out. Everyone was silent. It is and, amazing when you put it like that. It is absolutely amazing, uh, isn't it? Listen, and then, and then this woman says, but plastic surgery, you couldn't get that. And I said, well, yeah. I says, you know, it, it, it can't be frivolous. But, you know, if a woman's had a mastectomy... They'll give mm. a reconstructive, uh, you yeah. know, surgery. Give her implants, and she, and she went really. And you don't have to pay. I went well, no. And you know what? I felt incredibly proud. And it's yeah. just what we take for granted in this country. It absolutely yeah. is. And they're coming for you, Roy. They are. <laughs> That's Homeland Security. Enough of your America bashing. <laughs> getting the man out of the country. But no, it's just just the silence around the table, and you know, people just talking about well. It's really good because on my health plan, you only have to pay 80%. You know, the insurance covers the others. Right. I'm like, just like, what? You know, and, and they were happy. And of yeah. course, when you, when you hit them with, with, with the reality, they're yeah. not. But they're like, yeah. you know, this, they weren't knocking the system. They were talking about how wonderful the health plans were. And just like, well, yeah. mm, I don't know about that. You know, this is, you know, if you are, if you happen to be born on the wrong side of the tracks in life, mm-hmm. you know, at least 
equal lies things when it comes to health you know so at least you don't yeah. have that to worry about the biggest yeah. cause of bankruptcies in this country is, is healthcare. Mm. it's absolutely a scandal it's absolutely a scandal and ours is just being quietly dismantled well i did talk about that as well and you know nibbling at the edges and um but anyway that is a conversation for my mid-atlantic podcast I forgot to say who the um, most famousest person that was in the awards last night was Rupert Brun. Oh, yes, he did. Well, that's the reason why I knew that you went, because he, he tweeted it. Oh, yes, he did, didn't he? He said I was well behaved. Mm-hmm. Me and my out of control consonants. <laughs> I'd hate to hear what he says about the way that I speak and my uh, malapropisms all over the place. But anyway, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's crack on with the show okay. because people don't want to hear us talk no. about our lives because uh, this is a radio show. They don't show, want to hear us at all, Roy. <laughs> but no, no, no. That's not quite true. That's not quite true. I would, I'd go so far as to say that people unanimously, Lucy, want to hear you. Us you <laughs> opinion divided about me <laughs> because this is dumpty dum the show about the reality docky drama that is centered on ambridge in the heart of midlands i'm jennifer's immaculate albion kitchen royfield brown and with me i have the foam feckled phoebe fury that is lucy freeman and the most important part of our happy home farm is you today today's today's even let's put my teeth in today's rendition of barrack green was brought to you by rosie cross and we dug that one out the vault rosie sorry for not using it before Mm, lucy Yes. Can you remind our wonderful listeners that each week goes up by about approximately 8%. We have more listeners each week. Can you remind our lovely listeners how they win the accolade of Dumdy Dumber of the Week if they know how to use a microphone, a computer, and can send one in? <laughs> yes. If you'd like to kick Kate or stun Susan, give us a call on 0203031305 or get in touch via SpeakPipe, which temporarily disappeared from our site, but is now back. Um, thanks again to the amazing Harriet at uh, Shambridge for the sponsorship messages and to Derek Fletcher for the load of the back bedroom. He is in a foul mood today because he got confused and stayed up half the night watching the New England Patriots because he suffers with IBS and he was hoping to get some tips from the Super Bowl. <laughs> right but lucy yes okay so what what happens next do i uh, say something like uh what calls we have yes all right cool right so calls this week come from isabel who has bored herself diane who has been he gets turned on by research with a spoon he's back i tell you you've got some fans with a spoon um with a spoon who disagrees with roy what do you mean he disagrees with me he does disagree with you. I'm infallible. I'm like the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Who disagrees with me because he's a fool uh, about Matt <laughs> and instant coffee. Uh, Goddess Diva. She wants to defend Kate's fashion choices. Gore Blimey, who thinks that Anthea's done Matt in. Nicholas Barnes, who ha- who's... <laughs> oh, God. Nicholas Barnes, who's had some oral gratification. And then, I, I, you know, that's kind of put me... In, I, I think I should deliver the <laughs> other bits of these... Uh, Nicholas Barnes has had some oral gratification. Andrew Horn, who gets into Titchy Knob. And Blythe Spirit, who digs into Tina, Rob, and Ambridge Organics. But first, That's before... Really distasteful. You sound like the voiceover person on Channel 5 after half past ten at night. <laughs> <laughs> 
vote first before we get to the calls. Let's see what Lucy V. Freeman has up her barber sleeves. Go, Lucy, go! Adam and Charlie had a chat and decided that the group on the gravel on New Year's Eve was merely a flash in the pants. Pam. It was not going to upset their friendship, they've decided, so that's good, because they were such good friends before, arguing, firing each other. It's what friends do. Um, Ed and Emma sold four cows to pay off his debts. Sell off the one single asset that keeps your company afloat in an effort to keep your company afloat. Ah, yes, the Grundy School of Economics. Do you regret saddling yourself with such a useless husband? Asked Ed anxiously. Certainly not, said Emma, adjusting his stirrups and cantering him around You sounded like Clary then. I know. Well, he's a Grundy, so I, I have I have a default yokel voice, and that's it. It applies to Clary, Ed, everybody. Uh, Lillian is throwing in her shares of the bull in exchange for untold amounts of Kenton's entirely imaginary wealth, which I'm now presuming is bitcoins. The rate she is going, Lillian's going to end up working in Fallon's stupid tea shop, not just renting out a bit of the dower house for it. She then broke down and told Jeline about Matt's rapid exit. Every exchange poor Lillian has with anyone seems to have been sponsored by the Costa Rican tourist board. In Costa Rica? Isn't that where you and Matt went together before? Costa Rica, is it? With your money? Ooh, Costa Rica. Because you didn't like Costa Rica, did you, Lillian, when you went to Costa Rica? Burns Night was celebrated in traditional fashion at the ball. Charlie in a skirt, Jazza playing the bagpipes, Frida having a bash at her haggis in the kitchen, and a quiz. A quiz? Is there no occasion on which the bull does not haul out a quiz? David spent another wearing evening saying, we didn't have a choice every time anyone talked to him. This week's episode's basically comprised of two lines. We didn't have a choice. Costa Rica, we didn't have a choice. Costa Rica. (laughs) Helen and Ian went out for coffee. She discussed possibly going back to work to rescue the shop from its slump. Helen, you are a human slump. You will not rescue it. You will make it slumpier. Tom and Pat had been into the shop to investigate what was going on and found Tina perched on the smoothie maker, smoking a fag while having a crack at her athlete's foot with an organic lychee. So her days are numbered. <laughs> Ian is hoping to take Adam up the aisle, which will no doubt be scuppered by Tichinob and his blackmailing paternity suit threats. Helen, your secret is safe with me, Archer, immediately gobbed off to Emma about it, who will no doubt share it with her mum, who will manage to say something daily maily about it. Oh, isn't it nice that the gays are allowed to have pretend weddings so they don't feel left out? Susan said that Ed was like Neil, so Emma should be more like Susan. What? Because Neil is obviously so happy and fulfilled in his marriage. Neil seems to have gone completely bonkers and has mistaken passive aggression for assertiveness. No, you do what you think. I'm sure you're right, but I don't like to say anything. The level of simmering passive rage steaming off Neil at the moment could power the Christmas lights at Lower Loxley, and he is going to go utterly postal at any moment. I honestly thought he was going to give Susan what for at one point this week. I know, and then he and then he kind of said, "You're right. I will stand up for myself," and pottered off. He didn't. (laughs) He didn't do it. No. He didn't do anything, apart from just be really passive-aggressive about the pigs. What do you think then, Neil? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Mm. Susan Carter is a character who, when I first got into the Archers, um, I did not like at all. She, uh, I have grown into her. I appreciate her, you know, much more now. But my God, you know, could you 
ever imagined being saddled with such a missus, with such no. a partner. Jeez, oh, what a... But, yeah. you know, great character, great character. And um, But anyway, um, that is my only one and only interruption in your monologue this week, <laughs> Freeman. So please continue. Meanwhile, at Bonkers Brookers... David, Ruth and Pip have given up farming completely. Uh, they've sort of decided the cows can probably fend for themselves, really. So they've shut up shop and they now just spend their days driving around the country staring at other people's robotic milkers. Uh, farmers <laughs> all over the Midlands are sitting quietly having their tea when there's a rustling outside. They turn to the window and there's David, Ruth and Pip standing in the herbaceous border, hands around their eyes, squinting in through the window, breathing through their mouths. Mummy, those people are here again. Just ignore them, darling. We'll take torches out later and frighten them off. Kate Aldridge, Soapy Loofer, told the doting Jennifer that unaccountably... Lucas's parents are trying to turn her children against her. It normally takes about a minute and a half before people take a violent dislike to Kate, so I think the Madikane clan have actually done quite well. Brian tried tentatively to suggest to the somewhat familiarly blinded Jennifer that Kate might be making it up, but by then Jennifer had gone selectively deaf, stuck her trilby on her head, decided to investigate the whole of South Africa and arrested Winnie Mandela. <laughs> but then, <laughs> the, ne- the best bit of the week... I don't know what training they gave Phoebe at that finishing school she went to, but she was magnificent. What a performance. Mm. She had a huge showdown with Kate and made her look smaller than the audience's interest in Brookfield's milking parlour. The fabulous shift from Kate to mum, the quiet, how stupid do you think I am? It all had me cartwheeling round the kitchen and, to top it all, after she had dismembered her mother so that her floppy henna-tattooed limbs were strewn about the Albion, she then made Kate drive her to Birmingham, with Kate flicking her dreadlocks around and pouting like the world's sulkiest minicab driver. And then we all had a lovely little chat with Hayley in the kitchen while she peeled potatoes. Well, she was either peeling potatoes or having to go at her hard skin. Who knows? Uh, so ideally, I would like Phoebe to take over the Directorate of the European Union and Haley to adopt me. That's not too much to ask, is it? In fact, with some of the storylines going on at the moment, I'd say that was rather modest. The end. Oh, that, you know what? That was really good this week. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much, dear. Yeah, no, 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 no. And I just got to do this, you know. I, I don't do it often enough, but... Oh, you should do that for Phoebe. That wasn't for you. That was for Phoebe. Oh, I thought that was for me. You, you are so presumptuous. You think no. this is all about you. <laughs> it's about the archers, woman. I'm being, when I say that was really you good this week, it. it's because I'm being polite. However, what you didn't realise was then I came to, as the Americans would say, a period. Or as we would say, a full stop. New paragraph. That clap was for the fantastic performance she tore her mother to pieces and the great thing about it wasn't just the um the pointedness of the performance it was just written so well this still was a teenager a young adult speaking you know she didn't go into ridiculous amounts of kind of psycho babble and whatever there was just the right side of um you know slight immaturity but knowingness at the same time oh it was just phenomenal and everybody bar everybody all over social media has just gone wow 
you know. Yeah. You went to those radio drama awards. It's a shame. It's a shame that this performance didn't happen six months ago because she needed to win an award. My God. And if anyhow, you know, so this is this is new Phoebe, and she is toward. You know what? What? What a performance! We mm. cannot have her uh, drift off, get written out, get replaced anytime soon. If that mm. happens, I'll be writing a stiff letter to the director general of the BBC. I think sometimes on the Archers, when when you're waiting for a a character to have his comeuppance or her comeuppance. Mm. It can be a bit of a damp squib sometimes because in your head you've sort of rehearsed what you would say, mm. and it sometimes it can be a bit, uh, and you think, oh well, yeah, he kind of had a bit of a go, but but not really enough. But that was absolutely bang on. And then my favourite bit was in the car when Kate was going, but you don't understand. She just went, shut up, <laughs> and I thought, oh, I've longed to say, shut. Kate mm. for so long. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah. So the actress who deserves all of our plaudits is the one Lucy Morris. So again, I'm going to do this. And guess what, folks? What? Well, you know this, Lucy. I know, but someone's got to answer because you've just asked the folks and <laughs> and they're not here, love. No, I pause for dramatic license. Oh, you weren't supposed sorry. to answer. We've okay. been working together long enough now. You think, oh, come on, Lucy, please. She's going to be coming on the show next week. We have an exclusive. Lucy Morris is going to be on the other end of our Skype and she's going to tell us all about how she prepared uh, for the role. So if you have any questions you'd like to put to the young starlet please send them to us on Speakpipe or send us a message via the website because it's going to be a blockbuster of a show right now yeah. lucy victoria freeman i think we should hit those phone lines because we got calls aplenty okay hello hambridge 3962 Hi again. This is Witherspoon with my second call. I thought I would say hello and establish some momentum because I don't think I'll be able to check in on a regular weekly basis. We'll see. First, I want to say how much I enjoy the show and both Royfield and Lucy as you keep Angus and me company on our drive home from work. Yes, Angus the cockapoo is my co-psychiatrist in the office. Royfield, I don't want you to feel slighted if I have a couple of bones to pick with you this week. First bone. I am not related to Reese, as you suggested last week. In fact, the heritage of my name is truly Scottish. I chose it to honor the Reverend John Witherspoon, who lived from 1723 to 1794. At a young age, he became the minister of Paisley, which happens to be the city where my handsome husband was born and raised. Then Witherspoon sailed across the Atlantic to New Jersey and became a very important president of my alma mater, Princeton University. He also signed the Declaration of Independence. But enough about my namesake. Okay, second bone, Matt Crawford. I'll give Sean O'Connor the benefit of the doubt that he did not chase the actor Kim Durham off the set with a meat cleaver and that his leaving was of his own accord, as the Radio 4 article states. But who knows? 
Given that, I think the scriptwriters created a story of Matt doing a runner and breaking Lillian's heart that was indeed consistent with his character, which I know is an important issue to you. The website article also notes Matt's, quote, near sociopathic striving. In fact, Matt, while likable from a distance, has a long history of playing fast and loose with other people's money and property and endangering the safety of others. Remember, not only Paul, but that nice old couple in the rental house with the disappearing floorboards. He easily meets diagnostic criteria for antisocial personality disorder. So Matt leaving and stealing from the woman he loves is not inconsistent at all with his character. But I have a feeling one day in the future we'll be hearing Matt opening the front door of Lillian's abode once again. Third and last bone, Royfield. Instant coffee? Really? That's just a big, big, big no-no. It is 2015 after all, not 1963. Lucy, buy this man a French press. Preparing, preparing real coffee with it takes seconds longer than boiling and mixing up that instant brown water. That's all I have to say on the subject. I still love you both. And Lily Bell, you do have a very sexy voice. Witherspoon signing off until next time. Mr. Witherspoon, you cannot not call in regularly now. You can't just announce, oh, by the way, I won't be calling in regularly. You are our dumpty dum analyst, and we've now developed massive attachment issues. So if you suddenly just clear off now, you'll send us both into a decline. So you can't. You just <laughs> have to keep bloody well ringing in. Um, he said that, uh, Matt Crawford, uh, that Matt Crawford's behaviour was entirely in character, actually. Uh, because he, and I had forgotten about the old people and the missing floorboards. That's very true. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. But there's there's two dynamics here. There is the psychology of the character, and I completely take that on board with a spoon. And as, and I'll just go to back at what Lucy says. We need you regularly to be calling in to give us this psychological uh, lowdown on the characters and what their motivation yeah. is. However, the other aspect where this is massively, excuse the French, shit, is because they were a tremendous couple together. So there's mm. a, dy- a dynamic imperative that we needed them together in the show. I don't care about psychologically, was it was it plausible? Who cares about that? I want, you know, the most compelling couple left on the show. And that's yeah. what I was moaning about. And that's what everybody else is moaning about. So they've gone and yet we've still got Shula and Alistair. There How you go. is that fair? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like when people die and you think, and yet so-and-so is still alive. That's not right. <laughs> Um, we've now got this is very strange mm. uh, our show has developed a new and weird dimension voice Witherspoon in his call is now flirting with Millie Bell yes through speakpipe saying she has a sexy voice she does have a sexy voice I think her husband's a stinker to say that she to laugh when he said that uh, her, contra- her current partner Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Witherspoon and uh, Lucy, I have instant coffee at home. It's not the only thing that I drink, and I don't drink it when I go out. But if I just want to have some... A brown drink. A brown drink quickly, I will just throw some hot water on some granules. And you know what? I don't feel that I should... No, how dare you? You're such a snob. (laughs) 
I don't feel really that I need to explain, but I have to because I'm obviously middle class and I feel somewhat like I've been shamed into the fact that I drink a drink which three quarters of the planet drinks. I don't drink it all the time, not exclusively. I have no particular brand that I'm aligned to, but you know, I will, I did go to Safeway the other day and go and buy a you know, a jar of instant coffee and it's there for emergencies, which happens three times a day when I need a quick coffee. <laughs> now, let's move on and let's... <laughs> <laughs> An emergency that happens at regular intervals three times a day. <laughs> Yes. Uh, she thinks that Tichinob and Tina are in. Uh, no, she doesn't. She thinks that rather than Tichinob and Tina being in cahoots and siphoning off money for Jess, she says that uh, Tichinob just wants Ambridge Organics to fail so that he can effectively uh, put Helen under house arrest. Uh, she's never allowed. She's never going to be allowed to go out. She's going to have to give up the dairy and the whole thing. But she wants to hear um, Witherspoon's analysis of Rob. Exactly. I think you may need to have an entire uh, podcast. Well, you know what we should do? We should have Witherspoon's Corner, shouldn't we? We we should. Every week, every week, he just says, and now we're going to dissect Shula. It could be like, he could go, I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Dumpty Dum. This is Blythe Spirits. Um, just to let you know a little bit about what I do, uh, I'm a writer and editor. I write on music and media, and in addition to editing, I also help artists and creatives bring their works into the world. Um, I'd just like to follow up on the Titchy Nob and Tina situation. As one of your callers last week suggested that they might be in cahoots, uh, siphoning off money to, to Jess. Now, while the conspiracy theory is really quite delicious, and I really like it a lot, I think it's possibly a bit more straightforward than that. Now, when Helen decided to leave her job and employ a manager, it was obvious at that point that Tichinov's plan to control Helen was already very much in place. Now, he's playing a very long game, and he wants Helen's business to fail so he can have her for himself. He's wanted that right from the off. Okay, so here's my theory. Uh, Rob steered Helen towards employing Tina precisely because she wasn't the best candidate. Helen wanted to employ the other guy. We saw that when they were talking about it. And I don't buy the idea that they're in cahoots. Because if that were the case, you know, the shop would basically be in good nick and there would be a discrepancy in the takings. But what Helen's noticed, there's a reduction in profits, and that's completely different. Another thing that we can recognise is that some of the other characters, I think it was Alice and possibly Jennifer, and they've commented that the shop's looking run down. And we witnessed exchanges between Tina and Helen in January, which make it pretty clear that Tina is not competent to do her job. Um, Even though Rob is repeatedly saying she is, obviously, to serve his own ends. Now, what I think is that Rob's allowing Ambridge Organics to fail. He wants it to fail because it's the first phase of transforming Helen into a Stepford wife. And the ultimate goal is to destroy her personality and take complete control of her. Um, Once he's removed Ambridge Organics from the equation, his his next phase is basically getting her away from the dairy. Although that's going to be a lot more difficult because Bridge Farmer and all her family are involved. He's going to have to do a lot more scheming. It's going to have to be a lot more Machiavellian to make that happen. Um, But once he's got that out of the equation, once he's basically ruined and and wrecked her business world, her business plans, after that, she'll be completely dependent on him. Um, And as Goddess Diva alluded to last week, you know, it's it's getting pretty grim already. And it's going to be seriously grim once he he reduces her world to the size of a peanut. Um, 
on a more cheerful note, um, now we've got a psychiatrist in the house, I would love to hear his expert analysis of Tichinov psychology. Um, I could venture uh, an amateur guess, and this really is only an amateur guess, that he's a sociopath and a misogynist with pathological insecurity rooted in childhood. Or he may just have a really, really titchy knob. Who knows? Anyway, I leave the formal diagnosis to the good doctor and very much look forward to, to hearing his, uh, his expert analysis. Um, that's it. As ever, loving the podcast. Keep up the brilliant work and have a fabulous week. Cheers now. Bye. Mm. She thinks he's got uh, sociopathic tendencies. Uh, yes, sociopathic tendencies. Yes, mm. we have an in-depth uh, review okay. from Witherspoon. All right, well, um, but Blythe Spirit, first time caller in era. So, well yes. done. Well done. Well done. Welcome to the team. Hello, you two. I'm Isabel. My Twitter name is at if we had any ham. Uh, I have a dull office job. I do a lot of email. hope that helps if you ever need a lot of email doing. I'm calling in about David and Ruth's move. I'm bored of everybody going, they're not moving, whenever they mention it. I've even bored myself now by endlessly shouting that at the radio. So I've decided to pretend that the move is real. I'm going to firmly pretend this until I believe it. And I have some questions and some comments about it. Uh, Right. Have David and Ruth booked a removal van yet? Have they done any packing? It's hard to pack even one cow, let alone a herd. They are going to need a lot of bubble wrap. Have they arranged schools for the children? David has lived in the same house for about 50 years and from the sounds of it when Jill and Phil moved out they left behind a lot of shit in that attic these aren't people who have regular clear outs they're planning to move in 12 weeks time and they're only just at the ooh look at this manky old rattle stage get on with it Justin does anyone think Justin's the kind of guy to buy your house and your land and then let you stay there for about three months or do we think he has plans for the house and nefarious plans for the land Uh, have they fixed a date for a farm sale there are old bits of toot and the farm machinery that they're not going to take or are they taking it all and finally why are they taking the cows why Why not sell the cows, do the building work, and then buy new cows to go in the buildings that they've built? Why would you take your actual cows in vans? Why? I don't understand. If anyone can explain it, then please. Okay, finally, uh, I'm picturing removals day. It's a very slow-moving convoy. David's driving a tractor. There are eight vans full of cows. There are about five vans full of shit from the attic. Josh or Ben or whatever his name is, is driving his new car. Hope he's sober. Pip is driving her car. Josh or Ben, the other one, gets left behind in the confusion. He's standing in the yard holding Jill's final cake and some soup that Pat dropped off. 
Mum, Dad, Pip, Josh slash Ben, the one that I'm not. Where is everyone? Ooh, cake. Dumpty 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 dum dumpty dumpty dumpty. Uh, Isabel is trying to uh, have we uh, um, if we had any ham. She's very funny on the Twitters. She said she's trying to persuade herself that the Brookfield thing is happening, and I agree. Uh, just this, this Justin Elliott nonsense about yes, I'm a hard, tough businessman, ruthless, and um, I'm going to put a road strike through, through the middle of the of the land. Uh, but yeah, you can stay on for another three months. That's fine. Bollocks! That wouldn't happen. And, but what he, do you ever listen to? Bleak I don't know about that. To be honest with you, I think that happens what? quite frequently. No, I seriously, mean, I do. No, 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 because actually, he's actually, he's actually going to, he's actually get revenue from them, isn't he? So he sells in the place, and actually, he's making money. So incredibly, yeah. it's actually happens quite often. And um, a friend of a friend of mine um, sold their house last year, and then paid rent to the new to owners for six months because they didn't have somewhere to live you know it really? happens quite quite frequently yeah 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 okay well mm. sorry and, to but... blow a hole in in a call but mm, it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> but do you ever listen to bleak expectations no on radio 4 6 30 thing it's like a piss take of a dickens uh, it's a parody of a dickens novel oh. and um they have this uh, uh, this character in it, but the baddie, the terrible baddie, is called uh, Mr. Gently Benevolent. And um, that's what I always think of Justin Elliott now, is Justin Gently Benevolent Elliott, because he sounds, he's now sounding so smooth and nice and reasonable and everything else. And you think, yes, I'm not you're waiting to outpop the cloven hoof any minute, you know. So, uh, yes. Gently benevolent Elliot. Uh, yes, he does have nefarious plans because he is a nefarious bugger. And Isabel also wants to know why they are taking the cows to um, to Handy Hock. Uh, why they can't just sell them and then buy some more when they're there. Mm. Uh, this, we need that. Who, who's that farmer that emailed us a couple of weeks ago? We need Nick him. Robert. Nick. Yeah. We need Nick. Give us the answer to that one. But they've, they've, got no all the, they've got all the figures, haven't they, on these particular cows, and they know the stock that they come from and the breed that they are and the inheritance of them and the inheritance, the, what you call it, the, like the, 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 the background of them, their pedigree. Mm. I, I, and they're I, bloody expensive cows. Well, it has to be said Or, that, or, mm. or they are special magic cows that can talk from the peach. Maybe it's that. Who knows? I did think when they were talking about the move. I did think, well, why don't you just flog them and get some new ones? But yeah, you seem there, <laughs> Lucy. You've been from the country and all that. You seem to have come up with some very good reasons, the reasons why you would take the bleed. Yeah, but I've just made them up. I don't know if that's true. Well, mm. okay. So what's his name? Nick who? Who was our farmer? Tobit. Nick. Tobit. Tobit. Yes. Please email in, or even better still, call in and uh, let us know uh, the reasons why they have to take the, the bovines all the way up to Hadley Hall. Hi, Nicholas Barnes here. You may know me from such answer phone messages as the Dumpty Dum voicemail line on 02030313105. Yes, for my sins, I own a telecoms company. Anyway, that's not why I'm calling. Last week on the podcast, Millie Bell asked her husband... Do I have a sexy voice? Well, to be honest, the sexiness or not of any caller, innerers or presenters has never occurred to me before until, well, until Millie Bell went on to say... We're being very naughty, Nicholas. So that little bit of oral gratification is now my ringtone. Thank you very much, Millie Bell. 
Anyway, moving on, plot predictions. Right, okay, so the spring at Brookfield is the head of an underground aquifer. The land's unstable and a survey will show that Ruby can't be built without spending megabucks. With Ruby gone and the death of Heather Pet after she trips up over her own accent, David and Ruth decide to stay. In a brief display of business acumen, Ed persuades David and Ruth to rent the useless piece of land with the spring on it to him. He builds a bottling plant and Chateau Lo de Grundy turns him into a millionaire overnight. It turns out that the business genius is actually Emma who's using Ed as a frontman. Apparently the time she spent baking fairy cakes and distressing furniture with Fallon taught her everything she needed to know about the world of business. In the meantime, Kenton and Jolene are forced to sell off their half of the bull in order to pay Kenton's credit card bill. After all, business class flights to the other side of the world don't come cheap. Interesting, though, that the purchaser stays anonymous, but uses a South American solicitor. Hmm. Righty-ho. Anyway, that's enough for now. I'm off to ring myself. Bye. You're being very naughty, Nicholas. 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 Nicholas Barnes, isn't he? He's the he's the man who gives us our phone line, isn't he? He is. He is. Isn't he lovely? He is. He is. He's lovely. He's and he's got a lovely voice. Mm. He's my new favourite. Exeter Dormouse is <laughs> now not a. It's all, it's all about the Barnes now. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to say, just before you go into, onto, onto Nicholas Barnes, uh, Blythe Spirit, um, if you'd like to be inducted into being one of my lovely ladies, feel free. <laughs> I thought your Barnes call... Induction. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's a, there we are. <laughs> Do you mean what happens? The induction. I can have the induction. Oh, I what do you mean? You're, you're the original one of my ladies, so you know exactly yeah. what you had to do to be part of the club, Lucy. <laughs> And I didn't. I don't remember you complaining either. <laughs> I, we said we would not talk of this. <laughs> but no, listen. I like, find that thing to say that it would. Yes, we would not go any further. Mm. Listen, what? what no, I'm just saying, blind spirit. Um, your membership card uh, with the keys to um, <laughs> <laughs> the, to the membership den uh, are in the post. <laughs> so you are m- member number. I think four. Was it five? Who we got? I forgot who I've got in there now. Maeve, <laughs> uh, Dusty, Blind Spirit. <clears throat> who else is in there? Um, oh, Miss Mid-City. Oh, oh Mid-Miss City. Oh, and Sarah Brown speaking. I wouldn't lock up Miss Mid-City no. in your dungeon. No. It's, it's not just... a dungeon. Oh, sorry, is it not? No, sorry, no, just... wait a minute. If you're going to give somebody <laughs> keys, it's hardly a dungeon. They can go and come as they as have their own free will. No, I have got friends who have got their own dungeon and for, for very specific purposes. And they have keys. Mm. Really? That's so funny. Yes. See, normally it's you with the racy stuff. Now it's me. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, listen, Lucy. I need more detail put on those bones of that story. So flesh them out for me, please. I have uh, two friends who uh, got together later in life and uh, they'd been very um, uh, respectable respectable, respectable people mm-hmm. uh, all the way through their lives. And then they sort of discovered together this mutual liking for a bit of s and bit mm-hmm. of dungeon shenanigans, and uh, they built a dungeon in the bottom of their house. Good heavens. Mm. They got planning permission to, for that, did they? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not sure they specified that's what it was for. Uh, 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 but, uh, yeah, 
and uh, yeah, they've got all the all the all the bits and pieces. And, 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 and you've been in it, have you? Uh, I, I've 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 heard in great detail what it's like. I haven't been to see it. I was really? off, I was asked if I would like to, and you I you haven't no. partaken in a little bit of uh, no, be spanky chainy fun. I'm 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 more M and S than S and M to be <laughs> to be frank. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, many, 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 many moons ago, I found myself on the fringes of, of that scene. And when I say the fringes, I mean the fringes. And um, it was when I when I in my shop in the early to mid 90s, uh, we did this range of clothes from this company called Modern Armor. And everything they did was rubber, but it would be like uh, like a jacket denim style, but it would be made out of rubber. So it wasn't wasn't kinky stuff, which I took. Yeah. However, everything else in their range was incredibly kinky, but I, I never stocked that. And because I was a stockist, um, I got invited to a couple of racy parties, and um, I had to travel to the to this one party. And uh, holy camoly! You know? <laughs> Things were hanging and a wobbling, <laughs> and um, and uh, the, 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 uh, a lady came up to me and said, "Would you like to play?" And I said, "No, thank you. <laughs> I'm just watching." <laughs> but no, thank it was... you, but I'll hold your things while you go off and do it. <laughs> she said, "Are you I... sure? Are you <laughs> are you sure?" And I and I saw this guy, and I swear. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Oh my God, Lucy, this guy was getting whacked within like an, an <laughs> inch of his life. And that did not look pleasurable at all. And I, my eyes were watering, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then this woman with her boobs out and wearing these rubbers and says, would you like to play with not on your Nelly, do I? <laughs> I'm not playing on your Nelly, no. <laughs> Put your Nelly away, madam. Oh, that, that, that was a night and a half. I went with my, with my mate. Like an, 
interesting etiquette, isn't it, about how you actually say no? Well, it's you a know, safe word, is... isn't it? Oh, yeah, well, yes, yeah, yeah. I don't you mean could... no, like, stop it for crying out loud, you've cracked a rib. I mean, you know, like the no, thank you very much for asking. Because, <laughs> you, you know, you don't want to be rude, but at the same time, you don't want to get, you know, hit with a double-ended tilt. <laughs> <laughs> But what is this? I so I uh, so I went to that. I went to a couple of fetish clubs, as I said, because I was purely a stockist. And after the second one, I thought, okay, uh, you know, I, I've seen what I need to see. Um, I'll store this away for a podcast, which I'll do about twenty years later, right? About the uh, yeah, yeah, about the. <laughs> 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 It'll be really relevant. What? <laughs> and. I did, in very similar circumstances. I did find myself at the Club Aquarium in, in Shoreditch um, oh, yeah. a couple of years afterwards uh, at a fetish party. And that was another sight to behold. And it was like a bank holiday and everybody was dancing, going for it like the rafters. Everyone was kind of dressed up. Whatever your fetish was, you needed to come as your fetish. Now, uh, you know, I'm a bit, you know, I like. I might like to think I'm a bit of a lover man and all of that, and I, you know, and uh, I can yeah, let... you're a bit vanilla, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the word I was coming coming to, Lucy. You know, um, and so my fetish was. I just had this long kind of. Um, it looked a little bit like a pimp daddy Mac kind of sheepskin okay. coat, but there were people dressed in all manner of like you know there were astronauts you know with their without their bottom halves and all sorts. It was it was great fun. Great fun. Houston, but... we have a massive problem. <laughs> yes, we have liftoff. <laughs> and I've never been encountered by so much friendliness in all my life. Because you get through those doors and the normal um, yeah. social realities just go out the window. It's a case of, well, wait a minute, we're all of the similar mind. We all don't mind a little yeah. bit of tits and arse and let's go, you know. And, you know, just people were so friendly. You know, you would have a conversation with a woman who was half naked and she was just a conversation. You didn't mean yeah. that, you know, she wanted anything. Was, no, no, what do you do? What's your name? Blah, 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 blah. And there was, you know, I had a lot of... <laughs> You've got your breasts in. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have meet a lovely lady from from Belfast there. You know, oh God, Lucy. I fell in love for a, I fell passionately in love with this lovely little lady from Belfast who I met there. But that's a conversation really for another time. And uh, I'm getting all wistful now. Oh. But anyway, you know, where did we come in on this? I've no idea. I was just you... thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> You've got friends that have dungeons and they got planning permission. Yeah, but why which... do we go to that? Nicholas oh, Barnes. No, you and your lovely ladies. Oh, that was it. Bly Spirit. Bly Spirit. So, yes, your membership card with the keys for the membership card are in the post. I think the chances of anybody wanting to be part of your lovely ladies has now evaporated. Or why? it's going to be a very specific why? sort of why? lovely lady why? that you may attract now. No, why? Because you go to fetish clubs. No, Lucy, <laughs> I went to two 23 years ago. <laughs> I'm hardly a regular. <laughs> I do like the fact that the only fetish you could think of was a nice warm coat. <laughs> <laughs> that's how British I am. Oh, no, actually, that's completely the opposite, actually. You know. <laughs> but anyway, we do Nicholas Barnes. He had a very clever call and um, tell us about his oral gratification. 
He said that uh, Kenton and Jolene were going to be forced to sell the bull and that Matt will buy it. It's interesting. I'm not quite sure how that would work, but it's interesting. And uh, he then said that he has used <laughs> um, uh, Millie Bell's lovely voice where she said, uh, oh, do behave, Nicholas. Well, that's a little bit naughty, Nicholas. And um, he's used that as his ringtone. Now, to prove oh, that... Remind, that me on, remind me about ringtones. I need a proper telling off about that, but go on. Uh, so, yeah, that just proves, Millie Bell, that you have got a very sexy voice because now, A, Witherspoon's flirting with you, and B, Nicholas Barnes has got you as his ringtone, which actually makes me quite jealous of you, but I will forgive you because you are very lovely. Um, yes, Next call. Diane. Uh, just before going to the oh, next sorry. call, yeah. I will do the ringtone of Grandad, oh. moo, moo, Grandad. You know, I really will get it done this week. I'm really sorry. I will get it done and I will post it wherever it needs to be posted so people can use it for their ringtones. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hello, you two. It's Diane here. Juanus on the Twitters. Uh, you've been asking for little biops from us and uh, I was a born and bred in Coventry uh, but I've been living down south longer than I lived in Coventry now. I used to be a history teacher but now I'm a data analyst for my local authority uh, which isn't very exciting but actually it is because I get really turned on by doing the research. Anyway it is Thursday night and in this evening's episode Phoebe kicked Kate a new one good and hard and came out with a lot of home truths that needed to be said. Now, there's been a few people saying, oh, Phoebe's being you know, a petulant child, she doesn't understand you know, relationships, etc. Well, she is 16 years old. Basically, relationships and behaviours in a very black and white way. Um, it's very binary. And one of the things that you do not do is commit adultery. So, um, is it any wonder that sort of no, she would react in such a negative way? But I'm very concerned about what effect this is going to actually have on her. She's got a mother who's rejected her more than once and started a new life and more than once committed adultery. Uh, she's got a father who's committed adultery. Um, she's got a stepmother who left and took her half-sister, but not her. And she must be feeling very abandoned and very alone. And that can have a very serious effect on on a young person so whether she ends up going off the rails a la Freddie and sort of actually a la her mother and starts misbehaving badly and thinking what the heck and drinking etc or whether it actually has an effect on her mental health um, I think it's the latter that I'd be more concerned that in the next few months we might be seeing her going down and down a very slippery slope um Nothing else to say, really. I'm glad Matt is gone because I did not like Matt. I always felt that Lillian could do much better than her tiger and all that tiger pussycat stuff from when it first started back in the day. I really disliked it. Um, other than that, 
Lucy and Royfield. Please keep up the good work. The Dum to Dum podcast is one of the highlights of my week. Uh, quite often listen to it at work while I'm processing data, so that really does sort of ease the tedium, and though it is a bit embarrassing when I'm sat at my desk laughing my head off, um, especially as I sit rather near the bosses. But anyway, and um, keep up the good work. Thank you very much, and speak to you soon. Bye. Diane Moynes, I think she is using her love her, love her, right? She listened to my show, my other show, wrote a review, very positive. If if you, I don't know if you've heard this, Diane's call, but she appears to be using her appliance all the way through it. There's a high pitched buzzing noise going on in the Uh, background. I I hope you're on about her her juicer. (laughs) Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, in every sense. Yes. Um, She says. Oh, you are a mucky woman, you know. <laughs> um, she says she doesn't think Phoebe's being petulant at all. She just thinks uh, that, that, that you know people have been saying Phoebe's being a petulant teenager. I don't think she is. I think she's. I agree. I think she's just being massively, justifiably bloody furious. And uh, you know she's had, she's been she's been dumped by her mum twice, and her mum just lies. And you know it's just really unpleasant. So yes, hurrah for Phoebe. Does a mother lie? Is she delusional? You know, I think, you know, Kate is massively socially delusional, isn't she? As opposed to out and out lying. I, 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 you know, so when she's having a go at Roy for having an affair, you know, it's... She genuinely doesn't believe that she's done the same thing. Exactly, because she fell in love or it was a mistake and it wasn't at all calculated. She got swept up in the moment. Whereas what Roy's done is something incredibly calculated. I don't think that Kate lies. She's just... incredibly delusional and she thinks the whole world universe revolves around her you know so there is no other viewpoint on her actions other than she's just uh, driven by um, light and love and you know and macrobiotic um, organic vegan carafes of wine you know so uh... Um, I did love the way her voice just Kate's voice just collapsed because she's got this incredibly over assertive way of talking and then when Phoebe said tell her what tell grandma the truth or something and she Mm. sort of said I had enough and she sort of her voice really went broken and quiet and you just thought ha she was a broken woman but what long way it continue but what I'm slightly confused about and yes. was the fact that she had an affair before Phoebe yes. went to South Africa as well. Yes, and so then now she's had a... Yeah, but, and, but that hasn't been mentioned because I would have thought yeah. he would have said, and there was a time when I was in South yeah. Africa. Yeah. And, and, but she didn't. No. But anyway, anyway. Yeah. Unless that is the affair. No, because, well, why? Because um, Lucas forgave her. He's only just kicked her out now. Oh, okay. Right. Yes, yeah. But I suppose that was on Ambridge Extra, so they can't talk about that because technically we don't know that. Mm. Okay. All right. Hello, Dumpty Dum. A full of cold goddess diva here, wanting to talk about Kate. Yes, she's annoying. Yes, she's selfish. Yes, she's horrible. And yes, we were all cheering when Phoebe gave her both barrels. But I'm going to have to defend her on one thing. Cat ears. 
What is the problem everybody has with a woman of her age with cat ears? What's with all the internalised misogyny and patriarchy that means that we're having a go at a woman about what she puts on her head? I will confess having a bit of a bias here because I did tweet today my picture of myself wearing my cat ears, which I love and nobody will ever take from me you will pry my cat ears from my cold dead hands which will probably be cold and dead because i've over imbibed at a festival it's where i tend to wear them though i have worn them to the office well i digress it goes along with this whole thing of expecting women to be a certain way at a certain age and i'm afraid i'm not buying into it anybody who saw me at the dumpty dum awards knows that i'm quite comfortable wearing either jeans and a jumper or when the mood takes me a dress and a corset and said bunny ears or cat ears or tiara or whatever i say give kate a bloody break she wants to wear cat ears and take selfies you let her wear cat ears and take selfies and stop bloody putting women especially of a certain age which pisses me the right hell off into a category where we're supposed to be in twin set and bloody pearls and sitting in the corner and behaving ourselves so we don't embarrass our children or well, sod them if our children are embarrassed we've done a bad job of ringing them up um other thing to say this week oh lillian oh my heart breaks for her every time she talks about matt it really does but it was lovely to hear the the lillian and jolene show again i'd miss them the last time I think we had them together being just Lillian and Jolene was when she was shagging Paul. That's Lillian, not Jolene, I don't think, unless I missed something. Anywho, more of that please and let's have Hayley back as well please. Let's have Hayley back to put Rob in his place, to put Kate in her place, to make Phoebe happy and so Roy can grovel his little arse off to her. Well, I'm assuming he's got a little arse, I don't know. I don't know, has Roy got a little ass? This is the sort of thing that will now keep me awake tonight. Cheers for that. Um, so yeah, so that's me for this week. Uh, leave the cat-eared one alone. As far as the cat ears are concerned, obviously. Team Lillian forever and ever and ever and ever. Oh, and where's Anthea? Where is Anthea? Is she in Costa Rica as well? Hmm. Nobody's mentioning her. Hmm. Okay, right. I'm obviously delirious at this point, so I'm going to go and have another lem sip, and I will speak to you all soon. Ta-ra! Goddess Diva, she says, stop having a pop at Kate wearing cat ears. Uh. 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 <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I can agree with the goddess on this one. I've I got nothing to do with the age of the woman and whether after a certain age she should be having cat ears. You shouldn't be having cat ears at any age. <laughs> you know. Goddess Diva's got cat ears though. Mm. Listen, I'm a big Goddess Diva fan. She knows that. Big love to you, Goddess Diva. I'm like puffing out my chest and thumping it kind of hip hop, urban, American style there. Much love for you. However, as a fashion choice, it's just kind of wrong. It's a bit like a onesie. There's never a time for a onesie. You know, unless you're 18 months and younger. You know, there's no time ever for a onesie. There's no time ever for cat ears. I've always got time for a onesie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm enjoying this week's show. I'm going to have to go and have a lie down after this week's show, I think. Oh, you're gonna get, oh well, you're gonna get your juicer out. But anyway, 
Oh, anyway, <laughs> so God, God is diva. Well, yeah, go on, you try. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to defend her? No, I just think mm. I'll get I'll get all strident now, and you'll tell me off for being shrill and annoying. But I am. There's this thing about she's right about what you can wear and what you can't wear in terms of age. But also, there's this other thing that drives me completely nuts, which is kind of similar attitude of I can't wear I will treat myself to some new clothes or I will treat myself to whatever a nice haircut when I am thin enough mm. and you think what if if you like something wear it if you look like if 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 it means that you look like what you want to look like and you feel as if you're wearing clothes that that represent you then that's a right not a treat for god's sake men don't say well, i'm not going to buy myself and well maybe they do i don't know well people well, don't oh no yeah well <sighs> and it's like women that say oh i've been really wicked and had a scone and you think no mugging an old lady is really wicked having a scone is eating it's food <laughs> not a moral choice <laughs> god's sake it's just that kind of oh no i don't deserve i don't you know and unless you've got a certain level of you know, you just got to get on with it and, you know, stop thinking, oh, I, I can't wear that because I'm this size or, you know, if you want to wear it, wear it. And if it's cats or a onesie or a pair of pants on your head, good on you, I say. Listen, I'm with you, my sister, right? You know, a woman should be able to wear whatever she wants to wear. Anybody should be able to wear anything they want. Women in particular, though. Women in particular. Of course, right. because any, of course, I'm just being flippant and stupid. Anybody should be able to wear what you want to wear. However, sometimes people will have a reaction to what you're wearing, which isn't necessarily based on the fact that we live in a patriarchal society or that um, what you're wearing doesn't make you feel empowered. Sometimes people make bad fashion choices. That's all I'm saying. And I'm putting the cat ears in that category. Can you wear them as um, a woman in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s? Absolutely. But I just think they look kind of a bit rubbishy. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) But I I would absolutely man the barricades for anybody that wants to wear cat ears. However, afterwards, I'll give them a stiff talking to and say, don't ever fucking wear them again. They look crap. (laughs) I will defend to the death your right to wear cat ears. got to go down as one of the weirdest shows we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank God we have Gore Blimey here to keep us all straight and narrow. Hello you two, this is Gore Blimey on Twitter as at doubleagent73. I just wanted to offer a theory about Matt. I wonder if Anthea's done him in and buried him under the Dower House patio. Um, she'd have sold all the paintings and wines, then run off with the money to Costa Rica, and while she's there, she's been sending texts from his phone pretending to be he's still alive. Um, let's be honest, she doesn't even need an alibi, because nobody's actually noticed that she's vanished, and that includes her employer, Lillian. One other thing, have I got this right? The Brookfield story might be going on for another three months. Please tell me I've got that wrong. Cheers. He said that Anthea has buried Matt under the patio. Mm. 
Um, because he says it's very odd the way she has spontaneously combusted. It yes. is, because as he said, even Lillian hasn't said, hang on a minute, <laughs> where is the woman that works for me? <laughs> she doesn't seem to be here anymore. No, Ooh, it's all gone quiet. Nothing, nothing, mm. nothing. Uh, but- and I am with you, Gorblimey. I cannot bear this flaming Brookfield storyline for another three months. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even... I just can't even bear can't even it. I, I, to engage anymore. No, 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 I don't even mention it. Other than to say, first time caller in era. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Right. And Andrew Horn, who says he does not have the horn this week, he wishes us to know. Um, so it's not just us, everyone's at it this week. This is Andrew Horn. Andrew Horn without the horn today, but that's just the way it is. Um, I thought that was quite funny last week. Anyway, a couple of thoughts about Tichinov. One, we know that Jeff is a bit mad, so what if Rob isn't the father and he proves it? Then he will be invincible and and Helen will just suffer even more because no one will be able to challenge him and the other thing um, by the way I hope that doesn't come true, uh, the other thing is uh, his interest in Adam and Charlie is not so much to get one over Adam but um, when Charlie starts giving him a hard time that will come back out and he will make an attempt to blackmail Charlie and then Charlie will sort him out good and proper, and it will be Charlie that finally gets rid of Titchy Knob. Those are my thoughts. Bye. <laughs> Titchy Knob will be stopped by Charlie. Titchy Knob will be um, his 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 plan to ruin everyone's lives will be will be will be destroyed by Charlie. Bob spreadsheet, which will be cracking, very good, I think, because um, Charlie is kind of. He's outside, you know, he's not related to anybody. He's kind of outside the village, outside the dynamic. He's kind of the person that could do it. And I would love to just see. I want someone to bring Titchy Knob down. Ideally a woman. But if it's Charlie, that's fine. Anybody will do, to be frank. Well, um, Andrew Horn, you also said that, you know, uh, that Jess ain't quite right. And I hope, it, just for the sake of the storyline, that he isn't the father. And it's conclusively proven. It's not a case of, well, maybe he could be and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that he isn't to add an extra kind of dimension to this. But, you know, uh, we're all loving this this Robin, Jess and Helen ride. And long may it continue. Though the man is absolutely evil incarnate. Uh, we've had two emails uh, from Elizabeth Church, uh, who has a go at me and says, I am wrong. Ed sells his milk direct to Mike. I was moaning about water being mm. cheaper than milk. Mm. Um, no, wrong way around. Milk being cheaper than water. Uh, she says, no, Lucy, you are wrong. Ed sells his milk direct to Mike. Mike pays Ed per pint. If Mike charges 70p a pint, which is the normal price people pay for doorstep milk, then Ed will be paid a reasonable amount for his milk. The 30p a litre is not relevant here, she puts in capital letters. So, yes, sorry. Take your word for it. Um, and Rob Ald uh, has emailed us with an email that he has sent to uh, BBC this week mm. because he is so cross. Did you read mm, this? No. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. This Sean O'Connor bloke needs to be gone, he mm. says. Why has Matt Crawford been axed? 
uh, I'm, I'm gonna um, edit this because it's it's a very long and detailed email about all the things that he thinks which uh, it, to be fair an awful great deal of people have said the same sort of things uh, I can only think he says that you do not know how much characters such as Matt are loved Please take a tour of the various message boards and websites to see the reaction it has had. And you will see that you are not just shaking up the cast, but turning listeners off. And I use the word character deliberately as Matt was one of the best. It's not too late. Bring him back. He says, this is the latest in a string of character changes. Adam from strength to weakness. Dave from defiance to bottler. Roy from family man to bed hopper. Tom from safe to unhinged and back again. Jenny from family stalwart to Miss Marple. Linda from eccentric to ridiculous. Emma Fallon from useless in life to businesswoman of the year. The character transplants seem to have affected them all. Yes. Philip Townley on our Book of Face page um, pointed us all in the direction of a rather good article, which the first line is, it takes something for the Director General of the BBC to directly call out one of his own programmes, yeah. uh, because Tony Hall has said something about the direction of the Archers. And that he article... Said, he said it's because his, his own family listens. Ah. Tony Hall's family are Archers fans, and they've all been moaning about it. Well, there is an article uh, written by Brian Edwards um, who um, really does kind of say what the hell is going on Mm. with the archers. It's very good. And uh, thank you, Mr. Townley, for bringing it to our attention on the Book of Face. Talking of the Book of Face, Mm. shall we have a quick blast of Millie Bell? Hello, you two. It's Millie Bell here with a roundup of Facebook for the week. You can't say that our favourite docudrama is not character-driven and, of course, the character of the week is Phoebe. We're very excited, as you will have read on Facebook, because she's going to be interviewed on the 9th of February, so get your questions in. Remember, she can't reveal too much about the plot, but she can certainly talk about how she prepares for her part and how she reacts the way she does. Which leads me to my second question. Now, I noticed on the other Archer's pages that there was a real mix of reactions to Phoebe's outburst with Kate. And I was a little bit surprised because I have teenagers of my own and I work with teenagers and I know that they can have outbursts and sometimes they're warranted and sometimes they're not. And I think many of us would have felt in this case it was warranted. So we asked the question, have you seen teens react like this over less and or more? And what is your point of view on it all? And we did have a lot of support for Phoebe. Jan Mitchell said her righteous indignation is well warranted, but the degree of rage in her delivery was disrespectful. On the other hand, she's been through so much. So I don't know, it's a dicey one. Well acted though. Sue Howard said, out of the mouths of babies. Fiona Griffin said, I thought it was restrained on Phoebe's part, considering what she's been through to have the sex lives of both her parents rubbed in her face, when we all know that parents don't even have sex. Good point well made, Fiona. Uh, Valerie Bayliss actually did a happy dance, and she fist-bumped herself (laughs) and says, go Phoebe. Robin Winning said, I find it hard to believe anyone is appalled at her outburst. That was totally justified and right on point. The actress who plays Phoebe is very good and I'm glad they're letting her show some range. So, good bit of support happening here. Rachel Louise says, Appalled at Phoebe for taking a moral stance against her cheating, lying, absentee mother. Phoebe had every right to be mad, especially after all the drivel Kate has been spouting about mother-daughter bonds and honesty. And there were many, many more in the same vein. I think uh, Phoebe certainly got our vote. Ruth Simpson, who could possibly object to Phoebe's telling Kate where to get off? She's had an awful lot to deal with recently. 
Becky Black says I'm totally team Phoebe. I think the final straw was Kate saying Phoebe was going to come and live with her and have lots of super mother and daughter adventures together, as if. I have uh, two teenage daughters and I must say if I started talking with that language of uh, having super mother bonding time or super mother daughter time together I think they would just look at me as I was completely mad the trick as a parent is just to do it and let them work it out afterwards anyway we're looking forward to another good week on the arches and I really encourage you to get involved in our Facebook page it's getting livelier and livelier we're 17 off having another magical number of likes so uh, it's and as we grow bigger it gets more active so please drop by and I'll see you there ciao thank you Miss Bell now what should we do Lucy shall we, have a little... shall we do the top 5 hashtag well do you want do you shall want... we have an advert well, well why don't we have a, an advert I'll go and have a cup of instant camp coffee <laughs> you can lie down and get your juicer out and, uh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see everybody in a little while as long as you don't take it up the Sanderson that's fine <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pop. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Four score and seven years ago. When in the course of human events. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Listen to the first show exclusively on Mixcloud today and subscribe to us on iTunes beginning January the 18th. From Washington to Obama, 10 American Presidents, the new podcast from Royfield Brown. We he's back. So, Luce. Yes. Why don't you tell us what your hashtag the archers tweets of the week are? Okay. Half a sixpence says, same old story. Boy meets girl. Girl shags boy's brother. Girl has baby with boy. Girl proposes to boy's brother. Ah, oh, the Grundies. <laughs> uh, Dale, Dale V said, Emma wants her wedding simple, which is lucky since she's apparently started with her choice of groom. Ha <laughs> um, ha. Dean said, uh, you know when Eddie in the, uh, the Burns Night Supper said I'm not eating haggis uh, Dean said I'm not finding Eddie's disgust at haggis to be authentic in my head the Grundies eat afterbirth pie <laughs> um, and I thought that as well that didn't seem right um, so Duckling Tuft lovely Duckling Tuft said nominate who is in Brookfield when it is demolished uh, tweet of the week is Jam Spangle Ooh. he said Kenton is not so what? Kenton, he says, is not so much tempting fate at the moment as shouting, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough at it. <laughs> I thought it was very good. Ah, and you... We've done Millie Bell, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We have. To... Well, <laughs> I think uh, her, her current partner well, is Millie Bell. Like... <laughs> yes. And, 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 and Andrew Horn is in that queue and so is Witherspoon. But, uh, but he's yep. over. Lucy. Mm. I think... We should be start. We should start to wrap this one up. What do you reckon? Yes. Yeah. Right then. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's say. Oh, can we just say happy birthday to Annie? Annie, who played um, Tilly Button. Oh, happy birthday, Annie! It's her birthday today. 
I'm sending her a card from us. Oh, thank you, thank you. And how old is she today? 11. No, 12. 12. Sorry. Yes. She's yes. in big school now, isn't she? So, I think, Lucy, that Dumbly Dum is just about over. I've enjoyed this one. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy so, the other 43 we that we've done. Rude, but we like the rude ones, don't we? Well, I feel that I've kind of finally fallen down to your kind of guttural base level there this week. <laughs> but I enjoyed I enjoyed being so low. <laughs> I really did. It, it, was, it was rather good fun. Um, but, folks, now it's February. January's over. You can all stop pretending that you had any intention of stopping drinking for any longer than that. And you can buy yourself a Dumpty Dum mug to put your booze in. So get over to our shop on www.dumdum.com and bye, bye, bye. It's that time, folks. It's reviews, news, news of reviews. We have brand new items reviews from... Unthankable. And Sam Mary D. Now, if you... know the little song that you sing? Mm? You know the little reviews? I was singing that for about two days afterwards after the last show. Really? It's really irritating. Yes. <laughs> is, it a, is it an earworm? It's not a good, it's not, it is. It's not a good thing, Royfield, because it made me want to stamp people by <laughs> after about hour three, and I'm still going, <laughs> and I felt like flying out there and punching him in the face. Oh, so now we've got it would have been nice for you to. Again. It would have been nice for you to fly out just to see me, Lucy. Not just punch you in the face. No. no. Well, I'll punch you in the face, and then we'll go and have a drink or something. Alright, cool. You can take one of your fetish clubs, I'm sure you found one. <laughs> yeah. Twenty two years ago that was Lucy. <laughs> you know, I'm not the person so that knows that. people who are that committed to S and M that they construct their own dungeons. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. Right. Now mm-hmm. if you Would you have... like to know them? <laughs> Listen, you keep your friends to yourself. All right. If you have an itchy <laughs> donation finger, then click away on the donate button on the site and give us some cold, hard pound sterling. And if you live in a country where pound sterling is not the currency of choice, don't worry, it converts it all for you. Just go on there with your Australian dollars, your American dollars, your Canadian dollars, your Austrian shillings, your euros. Go click that button and it converts it into pounds. And it means that Lucy can, well, what can you do? What, what do you actually do with, the, with your proceeds of the dumpty dum cash? What do you do, Lucy? Um, buy I more buy batteries for your juicer? Yes, I do. That's what keeps me sounding so jolly. <laughs> Good. So, if you want, <laughs> want to keep Lucy jolly, um, if you've got any spare change... If you want to keep Lucy juicy... <laughs> just, just you know what to do. <laughs> so, since the last show, we've had Moolah from the following person, Lonnie J. Bahar. We both salute you and thank you for your generosity. Ah, you can also go to Patreon dot com p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com search for dum t dum and you can donate two dollars a show which is about one thirty 
Now remember, you can also send us a voice message via the site or you can call 0203-031-3105 and uh, you'll be using Nicholas Barnes's company's facility if you call us on that number. Uh, so you do that from a regular phone if you can't use the website because we need your messages. The lifeblood of this program other than Lucy's rudeness and a funny monologues is your call so please get them in you can also ping us a regular text message email type thing if you go on to dumptydum.com or you can find at dumptydum on the twitters or you can tweet me at royfield which is spelled r-o-i for india f-i-e-l-d or me at lucy v freeman so please 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 keep those reviews coming because we want to be top of the podcast charts before phoebe roy and elizabeth all move into lower loxley together that's a bit uh-huh. like hell freezing over that's that's, that's we're, we're never going to be uh, <sighs> you've got to if you're going to write this stuff you have to kind of say like it might actually <laughs> happen <laughs> sorry mm. anyway i thoroughly enjoyed this show um, however, 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 um, before we say, well, no, let's say goodbye first and then we'll go on to the post kind of credits uh, bit of the show. So goodbye, everybody. Goodbye from San Francisco, the other side of Derek Fletcher's bedroom. And goodbye from me, who is not in San Francisco. Now, on the Book of Face this week, um, I was somewhat taken to task about uh, the show by uh, by somebody and yes, let's not give him the oxygen of publicity well as I'm, at, I'm no, actually not that well I'd quite uh, like him not to have the oxygen of oxygen to be honest but anyway <laughs> well number one number one I'm obviously people have criticised what we've done uh, what you know criticised the show before and I, I, I take it on the chin. Obviously, I do this. Lucy and I do this as a as a as a passion of ours. And the fact that we even get a tiny bit of shekel and emails and any kind of recognition is just you know is absolutely amazing. And what we think we've done is to um, help foster a community. We haven't created it because that community was already there, really, on Twitter. Yeah. We help foster a community of people who are somewhat like minded. They love the archers, but they can take the Mickey out of it uh but you know it's very close to our hearts now um obviously if you spend uh hours of your day fundamentally free of charge though we do get the odd odd donation um doing something then somebody says that's crap you know um you do go oh bloody hell you know type of thing However, the listener did have some valid points to make. And I just thought I would uh, take this time out to explain the reasons why sometimes we have the problems that we do with the audio quality. Now, quite simply, um, long-time listeners know, and, and I've just said it, Lucy and I do actually record this show on Skype. And for weeks, I'll say for months, people... I was actually quite proud about the fact that people didn't realise because the audio quality was that good. Now, quite simply, um, from the early shows to now, um, we've had somewhat of an itinerant existence. Lucy always records from from the same place, but generally I kind of don't. And that is one of the key reasons why sometimes the sound sounds better than it does in other weeks. And um, and then the, the, the question was, well, there are other podcasts that, you know, 
do not record in studios or you know kind of move around the the issue is there folks is that um we live and die by the quality of the broadband where we are as well as the atmospherics of the room um so sometimes shows have been recorded literally from a friend's kitchen it's sometimes a little bit echoey um and then sometimes um broadband just goes down and is in the quality of the call on skype then does suffer so frequently um when we do record i have to say to lucy please can you just stop and, re- and repeat that bit because we've had digital breakup now i would like to think that what we put out is sufficiently good enough that whenever we do encounter technical problems that will be given the benefit of the doubt and i think most people actually do uh, but as i've kind of explained to people before uh, the show does take up a lot of both of our times Lucy's to do scripts etc to do a monologue blah 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 and then me to edit and one of the things which I'm most proud of with with Dumpty Dum is that people don't realize really the amount of editing that actually does go into it it does sound like it's two mad people who've just drunken a carafe of vegan wine uh just kind of going (laughs) for it and sometimes it is to be fair (laughs) (laughs) but um you know the listener calls don't get themselves into the show by themselves and if i just take those as an example um some calls are much louder than others some have a whole load of background noise in and i do try my best to filter these out but i do i do i do i do sometimes rush the edit i'm, I'm not going to say that uh, that i don't and frequently i do make mistakes but whenever i do and then i notice it i do then um correct that mistake and upload it this show does take a lot of my time uh, but i do absolutely love it i hope that that goes some way to to, for people to understand the reasons why there are some podcasts that sound um that have clearer sound than ours and i'd like to think that um even our worst critics will admit that not every show does the audio sound bad but if you live and die by Skype and broadband and broadband at different bits of the of the world sometimes the audio quality is going to suffer right so that's that now Lucy and another news he's an idiot and if you don't like it turn it off well I apologize because me being all <laughs> Buddhist and all, that my hackles did get raised and I tried to be somewhat... Uh, anyway, I didn't necessarily respond in the way that I that I normally do. I thought you were very restrained. Well, I, I, I got upset about the, the comment about the fact that I, I need to learn how to podcast. That was what got yes. me. Not about the fact that why does the sound sound bad? Yeah. Because, um, you know, there are technical reasons why it, why it did. But anyway, um, I hope that answers anybody's questions as the reasons why the audio sometimes... Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, moving on. Lucy, you got anything to say before we go? Uh, no. All right. I think I've said much too much this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, would, really think that would you I play should this, not speak ever again. Would you play this podcast to your mother? She she does listen, but she the good thing is she tends to fall asleep, so because uh, she listens to it quite late at night, and she finds me quite boring. I think so. She <laughs> she kind of um just uh, uh, nods nods off, and so I think she thinks the entire podcast is about two minutes long because she hears you saying "Welcome to Dumpty Dum," and then she hears me saying "Bye," and that's it. <laughs> that's what she thinks that happens. Listen. So, 
You'll uh, tell me that she's listened to it and actually should have listened to about four minutes. Ah, uh, well, um, that's probably all for the best because I tell the you best. what, <laughs> my C of V uh, going mother is not going to get anywhere near this episode of Dumpty Dum because <laughs> it's uh, far too blue. Anyway, listen, yeah. it's been wonderful being in your company, Lucy V. Freeman. It's been wonderful podcasting to you, all people from all four bits of the globe that also similarly listen to us and love the archers. So goodbye from me and... Goodbye, children everywhere. Bye-bye. There you go, that was good. I had lots of fun. So did I. <laughs> ah, it was quite rude. I listened to this back and go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I might t- might need to take out one or two uh, uh, references to your juicer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you like, you? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.